You're listening to the Fearless Business Podcast. You're in the best place to learn about how to grow a business, get more clients, and make more money without fears and limitations. All while having fun in the process. Robin Waite is the founder of Fearless Business, a business accelerator helping coaches, consultants, and freelancers double their income and more. This is Fearless Business, and this is Robin Waite. Uh, Welcome back to the Fearless Business Podcast. I've got two amazing guests on the show today. This is episode 23, and I am interviewing the Lazy Entrepreneurs. They run a whole business automation program. It's a, I can't remember how long, it's 10, 12-week accelerator program uh, for business owners who are looking to save time and make a bit more money. So welcome to the show, Peter and Pete. Thank you, you, Robin. Appreciate the uh, the intro and the welcome opportunity to uh, spend some time with you. No worries. So, right, we're going to dive straight into this, guys, because there's probably a lot of people going, oh, business automation, what's that? Oh, it sounds really dull and not very techy. So why do we need business automation? It's a very, very good question. But you said in our um, initial prep thing that we only had half an hour, 35 minutes. So, you know, that, that's, a, that's a topic which uh, we've, uh, we've taken you know, 12 weeks of, uh, of content in our whole business automation program to uncover. But the bottom line is that um, in our, in our um, previous business, if you like, before we started uh, with the Lazy Entrepreneurs, it was a project-based business. It was an implementation business. And we ended up automating 72% of the shit that had to be done in that business to deliver service to the customers, but it ended up not having to be done by, by us. What sort of shit are we talking here, Pete? uh, We're talking shit like, um, We'd record a, we'd record a, uh, we'd have a meeting with a client, um, and obviously that would result in actions and tasks which had to be done by both us and them. Um, and what we what we ended up doing was that the the the, the meeting was a Zoom call. Um, as soon as it finished, the the recording went off to a VA in the Philippines. It was transcribed. She would produce minutes out of it. She would then take the minutes and create a task and a project management plan, and and it's it's all automated. All we have to do is just have the meeting with the client. We just do the stuff that is uniquely, you know, we're uniquely skilled and, and, and able to do where we add the most value, if you like. Okay, so so it sounds to me like, because I think a lot of people make a common mistake with business automation, because all you hear about is sales funnels and whizzy McGiggy, you know, click funnels yeah. and all this sort of stuff at the moment. Yeah. So this is actually like, it's not the front end stuff on the sales and marketing side of things. This is actually like the logistics, the operations of yeah. the business, isn't it? The really sexy part of business. And, and, it, and if your business isn't sexy, then what, what the fuck are you doing in it? You know, you should, you should wake up every morning overjoyed and ecstatic about going into work. But the reality is, Robin, that you and I know is that most business owners um, are underpaid and overworked. And most employees in businesses, you know, because they are having to do so much mundane, repetitive stuff, um, they're not as excited as they could be, be either. So we're all about making business exciting for the people that work in it. Um, and I've got, you know, it, it's, it's, it's ironic. Um, you know, we've got Mr. Happy on the, on the podcast here, but I, I have, I have I have taken that that love of um, you know improving optimizing and automating business process from from uh, from Peter my, my business partner so I'm sure he's got a lot more to say about it than I have. Well, that's a great opportunity because obviously you're clear you clearly bring the looks to the party here, Pete. You know, so let's let's switch over to, um, to <laughs> himself, the brains of the operation, the brains, the brains of the operation. 
Yeah. Peter, I've got, a, I've got a question. How did you how did you get into this? How did I get into it? Um, so many many years ago, um, I ran a an electrical contracting business, and I just I, I started having more to do than I could do from an admin perspective and um, initially marketing stuff, remembering who needs follow-up letters and anything like that. So I just started automating that and just went from there and ended up, well, actually, no, rather than crawling around in someone's loft, I'd rather just do the clever shit. Um, <laughs> so, and, sounds very sensible. Yeah, so, so you've so kind of given it, us a- it started with my own business years ago and then just, grew from there and transitioned and ended up doing this. Awesome. So it, it sounds like you, you know, it's that typical thing of, well, I started doing it for myself and then realized this could benefit other business owners. Um, so, so how did it, what was the transition then from kind of doing it for yourself and starting to help other business owners out and then sort of, you know, making this, tra- uh, this, this migration into creating the lazy entrepreneurs, where did that come from? Yeah. It's a, it's a great question, Robin. Um, well, both Peter and I are in Fusionsoft or keep as it's now called partners who are certified partners with uh, with infusionsoft and we both had our own um our own businesses independent of each other uh but i invented and created a, a piece of software that works alongside infusionsoft and peter you know be, being as brainy and as clever and as switched on as he is he recognized the potential of the software that that, uh, that my company had created and started using that software for his client projects and very quickly established himself in the Infusionsoft um, partner community as the go-to guy for uh, for doing Macanta, which is which is my, my software. And it got to the point at the end of last year, I can't believe, Peter, it's nearly, it's nearly 12 months now yeah, since yeah. this happened, that we found ourselves working on the same projects with the same clients and the same partners that we thought, this is fucking ridiculous. We've got two individual businesses. Peter used the analogy of sailing boats. We're, we're sailing two boats on the same lake in the same direction. Why don't we just get a much, you know, a, a fuck off big yacht and, <laughs> uh, and, and, and sail it together in the same direction. And, and um, the proof has been in the eating of the pudding, you know, um, it just, uh, it just went, went ballistic from there. And we had like, um, we've done so many projects now of mechanical implementation projects um, uh, during this year, but it got to a point, when was it, um, Peter, about um, June, I'd say June or July, maybe a little bit before that. And uh, we, we just, We, which we didn't want. Do you want to say a little bit more about that, Peter? Yeah, you seem to be breaking up at the moment, so I don't exactly know what you're saying, um, <laughs> which doesn't help. Um, but no, so we, we, we just, I think one of the big motivations for us putting the program together and, and the lazy entrepreneurs is that, that, that there's a real gap between people think automation is, well, it's email automation, it's follow-up emails from my marketing funnel or anything like that. And then on the other end, you've got large companies who automate an awful lot of stuff because otherwise they wouldn't be profitable. And there's a gap in the middle between, well, actually, I don't want to go and invest $60,000 or $100,000 to automate aspects of my business and and as much as possible. There's actually, you can start small and and start doing these things yourself. And that's just the way we look at it. It's it's that, I, I use the saying, if something needs to be done more than once, find a way to never have to do it again. 
Funny enough, one of the next questions I was going to ask you is kind of what, what kind of symptoms do businesses have when they know that they need to get in touch with the lazy entrepreneurs? Because a lot yeah. of business owners kind of wake up and it's a bit like Groundhog Day. It's like, go and have a shower, drop the yeah. kids off at school, like show up to work at half past nine, and then we get open up our inbox and we kind of just, we go through this daily like routine without yeah. really applying much kind of like we don't analyze it. Yeah. So what sort of symptoms? So you mentioned one there, which is um, about, you know, if you find yourself doing something more than once, that's yeah. great opportunity to look to there's, automate it. There's a thing that I kick against every day is, is I call it the cancer of two minute tasks. And businesses are just filled with it. For, for every customer you serve, every sale you make, every inquiry, there are these two minute tasks that you have to do every time someone knocks on your door. And you do them repeatedly or your team does them repeatedly. You can do them 10 times a day. And it's the same thing over and over. And, and it's no matter who you hire or what your qualification is, you are overqualified for doing that. And, and therefore, if you find yourself doing the same things, entering data here, entering data there, doing this here, doing it again there, and, and doing it for every customer over and over and over, <coughs> those things are primed to be automated. Can, can, can you hear me? I'm sorry if I was breaking up earlier, but you, you mentioned um, earlier, Robin, this thing about dumb shit business owners do. And that is probably um, amongst the most dumb shit that business owners do is, is putting data into one place and then, t- and then manually putting the data into another system as well, because both systems need, need that, that data. And I think another example I would give, because, again, if you start talking about data, then you have to explain to people what do we mean by that. But it's something simple like, um, let's say, for instance, when we, when we do, do, do a podcast, that audio file needs to go somewhere, the video needs to be processed, the audio file needs to be processed, all of that. Now, that's the same every time. You need, a, you need a main folder for that week's episode, and then you need a subfolder for the audio, a subfolder for the video, a subfolder for the show notes. And most people in that scenario would go and create the first folder, create the three underneath it, move things around and do all of that. But it's actually really really simple to set it up that all you do is save the video file and the subfolders gets created automatically. So you can think of it if, if you do projects for clients, when you take on a new client, all the folders and subfolders that you need on your server or, or your hard drive gets created automatically so that when you go and look for something, it's always in the same place. It's, give us a bit of an insight about, uh, without getting too technical, because I know we're going to have a lot of listeners who aren't terribly technical. Give us a bit of an insight about how that happens. What do you do? So there, there are, it's a bit like the BBC, um, other flavours are available. Um, we, we, we use um, for, for a massive chunk of what we do and what we, we teach our um, customers to do is we use a platform called Zapier. Cool. which Zapier works on an if this, then that basis. So if this happens over here, do that over there. And, and it, it means without writing a line of code, you can connect pieces of software and things together. So for instance, what I described is a simple process of you connect Google Drive, and that's what we use. You connect Google Drive to Zapier, and then you set it up that if a new file appears in this specific folder, then create a new folder with the same name, create three subfolders with these name, names, and move the original video into 
one of those subfolders. Nice. Which, without seeing it on the screen, might sound like it's really techy, but it's actually really simple to do. But it, and, it, and if, and if so, sorry, just to cut across it there, Robin, if, if this okay. was a, a different process, um, like we were um, recording a video to create a long-form blog article, for example, on our website, then, uh, again, just from saving the... The video file we we will use a service like rev.com for example and we would use their api via zapier again zapier is doing the heavy lifting for us and that would just fire the the, the new video off to rev.com with an instruction to please transcribe this or create captions or whatever and then we then zapier then gets a notification back and then we can then send that transcription to an editor to actually create the, the long-form blog article but all this is happening completely peter and i are now completely oblivious to what's going on and what's being you know what's actually automated and what another human is doing somewhere else what we've got to do is just record the content on the video and you know peter actually does the hardest bit of it which is saving the saving the file i can't even do that (laughs) (laughs) so if um i've got a question obviously i mean my early days i started off life as a a systems analyst and everybody's like oh god how dull but actually it was brilliant because it really got me to deeply understand like business systems and like you know, I've got a very good um, sort of gut instinct now for when things things are taking too long and they need to be, the lifespan needs to be shortened mm. a bit. We need to save a bit of time. Mm. Um, but a lot of business owners may not have that instinct. They, they might be like, oh gosh, I keep on repeating these tasks. I keep on doing the same thing over and over again. So kind of what, what would be their first steps? Maybe if they don't really quite understand Zappy or, or something like that, what would be the first, how do they start to kind of track these activities, for example, that might be taking a bit of time? Well, that, a simple notepad to begin with, or you can print out a spreadsheet if you like, or have it as a spreadsheet. But we, we always try at the early stages, forget about the tools, don't, get, don't worry about the tech, just make a note of what you're actually doing. What is it you or your team are spending your time on? And it's seldom what you think it is. And, and, the, and then, and, and the way that we would track it, and we do this with people in our program, is that you just, when you start doing something, you just note down when you start doing it, when you stop. And, and you only do it for a week, that you, 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 but minute by minute, you just track what it is you're doing. And then you can sit back and you can say, well, actually, all of these things are menial tasks that I have no unique ability for. It's, it's not a skill. It's not a talent. I'm just doing it because it needs to be done and I'm doing it over and over. And then the next step is to say, okay, how can I make that go away so that I don't have to do it anymore? And then you free and, and the, time to do yeah. valuable work. And, and the interesting thing there though as well, Robin, is that, and Peter said, you know, uh, the person doesn't have any unique talent or skill for it. They're doing it just because it's got to be done. That, that is, that is um, it's not dumb shit because it's the reality of all businesses that generally speaking, we, we're not running businesses that we designed right at the very beginning where we figured out all the systems, all the processes, all of the automation. It's like we started on day one, usually just with, with us, just with a, a single person. Um, and then you get clients and you do work and something happens with one client. So you go and do something else. And then that then becomes a de facto standard and you get your first employee and you teach them then that. But three years down the line, does that thing that you did for that first client when you're on your own, does that still need to be done? So there is an aspect of once we've recorded what is these sort of high level things that we're doing, it's not just automating everything. It's an opportunity to reflect as the business owner is, does this actually need to be done? And we've got a very, very um, 
clearly explained process in our whole business automation program. Um, it's actually in the first module, which uh, your listeners have access to for um, for free, so they can can get access to that and and just be taken through this this process of of tracking, not time tracking so much, but but activity and task and and um, kind of outcome um, tracking to, to to figure out you know what can be automated what can be eliminated and and uh, and so on you've you've hit upon something really interesting there because i know that a lot of the, the companies clients which i work with you know in that coaching consulting space they um they they first of all the first mistake they make is they they charge like on a day rate but actually because they're so busy doing sales marketing and all of these tasks like on a repetitive basis they only ever have time to deliver about four or five days worth of work a month because the rest of the time they're actually like doing all the admin and stuff like yeah. that yeah and the second mistake which and of course that kind of limits their capacity earnings capacity so which is obviously where i get in there to kind of help them kind of optimize their, their business as a whole and mm. uh, not necessarily on the system side of things so there's a nice it's kind of a nice dovetail there between what we do but the sure. second thing though is 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 around um you know when when those coaches and consultants get busy and in fact i had an ifa and an, an event yesterday which i was running which um and straight away he said oh uh, robin i don't think you can help me from a coaching perspective but can you do you know any good um uh, recruiters because i want to hire a member of staff and i was like cool what do you want to hire them for admin tasks and i was like you know the first thing i thought was lazy entrepreneurs need to speak to this guy because you know could he actually look to automate some of those admin tasks first before then it's it's kind of like people's first reaction is we've got too much work to do so let's put loads of monkeys in a room yeah like let's if we get enough monkeys typing stuff on the keyboard we're going to get a shakespeare play out of it yeah you know does that kind of make sense? So, so yeah. we don't want to put monkeys in a room. What we want to do is we want to put intelligent systems in place that are going to do all of that grunt work for us. And then that means that when we do hire somebody, we can really utilize their skills. Rather yeah, because than just we've got, always- we, we, we mentioned that we managed to automate about 72% of, that, of everything in the, in the process from inquiry to delivery. And if, if you think about it, okay, we're paying about $320 a month for Zapier because we are using it to its full extent. Yeah. But you can start off with free or $20 a month, depending on what you're using. And I mean, the, the, what Zapier does for us in our business, if we didn't have those systems and automation set up, we would need to hire another person to do it. And I can't hire anyone for $320 a month. No. Yeah. No, well, you, okay. you could hire somebody, but you'd only get about an hour or two of their time. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're not going to get a great deal, and they're not going to be yeah. reliable. They're not going to be consistent. It's um, mm. it's it, it's interesting. You you mentioned the story about that IFA, Robin. Um, earlier, you asked the question: How business owners know whether they need to to speak to us? And that is actually one of the. Um, you know, you, you, you teach in your program about getting really clear about your avatar and what the pain points are and stuff. And, and for us, there are really two things. One is the business owner is, is um, not just time poor, but just time starved. You know, there's just not enough hours in the day to do what needs to be done. And, and there's a corollary to that, a recognition that actually... Um, I can't. I can't do any more of this myself. So I'm probably going to have to hire someone else. And and at, at that at that point, where a business owner thinks, and you hit the nail on the head, at the point that a business owner thinks, I'm going to have to hire someone to help out here. That's the point where you just take, you get get into the whole business automation program. Uh, there's probably enough value in the first two modules, which are available for free, to actually get you started. Because you just got to take a step back 
to start design they start thinking about your your business holistically it's why we call the whole business program and and think about what can be what tasks can be eliminated what can be automated and what can be optimized before you hire somebody i'm kind of just saying what you said but saying it in a different way because it's an important it's a really fundamentally important important part of 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 the characteristics of people that we serve so so i mean you've mentioned a couple of kind of different tools that are that, that most business owners will be using things like google drive OneDrive, and things like that mm-hmm. um i guess other thing you know for those who, who aren't necessarily maybe a pre even being familiar with zapier and the capabilities of something like zapier um there will be other softwares that people will know and and probably be using already and not realizing that they could be optimizing how they use it better so common ones um that we talk about a lot in the coaching consulting world is, is going to be zero quickbooks and things like that Mm -hmm. uh mailchimp and then the various other sort of low-level crm platforms like get response active campaign those can all be hooked up to zapier um Mm -hmm. you know i use insightly as a crm which is a little bit more more detailed and one of the beautiful things actually i found about um you know rather than to spend out loads of money on click funnels and try and build landing pages and stuff like that i know that we said that what you do isn't necessarily about the sales Mm -hmm. funnel type thing but one of the cool things about it is like you know i i can i can build a very simple landing page on my website you know with the form the data collection from mailchimp and then using zapier automatically serve an email that looks like it comes from me because mm-hmm. it's got my signature on it and everything else yeah. like that it's come directly from from outlook office 365 and that's a zapier little hey yeah we've, we've got this new contact send them an email with a link the direct link to the the download or whatever it is that i'm offering them from there it squirts their data into insightly once they once we then have a follow-up call with them it automatically sends them an email to say from acuity scheduling like hit you know here's your here's mm-hmm. your diary booking so this whole chain of events and you can imagine that that like i remember when i was building websites right back in 2000 2004 and like none of this acuity didn't exist zoom didn't yeah. exist zapier didn't exist rev didn't exist like none of this software existed and this stuff you had to do like manually and and but now like all of a sudden and, and like getting a client was like a two-step process they would search on google for web design stroud end up on our website and book a meetings like yeah there's another client cha-ching like now it's now it's like we've got the crm we've got the email we've got the follow-up sequence we've got the blah the blah the blah the blah, the blah. like so many different steps in that process mm. um and and i don't think people spend enough time mapping out that customer journey no. They don't spend any time. They don't spend any time. It, 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 it's um, I can't. They don't spend any time, which is actually it's it, gone, Peter. Yeah. We, we we had so we 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 do that mapping for people as well, and and it's something we encourage them to do at a certain point in our program. But we we also do it as a as a like an accelerated service because I've done countless of those and I know where the pitfalls are. But we, we did one earlier this year with a company who I reckon they must do 25 to 50 million a year, right? So th- this is not small. They're an international organization. And we, were, we weren't doing the whole business, we were doing a very detailed section of the business. And everyone in the room who is involved in that part of the business, when we did the mapping out, they all had a different idea of what what the process was. And and so it's not just small businesses, it's it's massive businesses as well, where you've got two people and they think they are doing the same process and customers are experiencing the same thing, but it's not, it's more often than not, it's just not the case. 
So actually, it's it's not even about like the 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 software, the tools. This is actually about business processes, like yeah. a, a very and, basic, and like it's, fundamental it's, level. Absolutely, and if we go right to the very end, ultimately, what it's about is helping business do and achieve what we think is probably the most difficult thing to achieve in business. Now, I don't know if I asked you that question on on the hoof, what, on the spot, what you would say, but from our perspective, it's delivering consistent, reliable predictable service to every customer the same way every time you know the yep. likes of the likes of mcdonald's have it the likes of of porsche and, and you know car companies have it because if you didn't then the cars would, would fall apart um you know top end hotels have have got it um and and it's really really hard you know we we um everyone listening i'm sure has had the experience where you go to a restaurant you have a you have a great meal great night out and uh, you're going to tell your friends about it maybe even take your friends another another night um or you just recommend they go and it's you know you've got different ways to different chef and it's like a completely it's like you're in a different different restaurant um and and what we're what we're about with the whole business automation program is allowing business owners to have that confidence have that peace of mind just to be able to relax and know that every time either a new prospect or an existing client interfaces with their business they are getting exactly the same um wow experience that that they the business owner designed with their team Mm. um to, to, to happen but without automation you lose, uh, you, know, you, can, you can have the great ideas about how to create a wow experience, but without that automation, you lose the consistency, you lose the reliability, and you lose the predictability. Like, like a leaky bucket, yeah. basically. Just yeah. clients gonna, start, start you, falling through the holes in the bucket. If, if humans are involved, Robin, something's going to get missed and somebody's going to fuck up at some point, some point in time. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, who, it's who we are. We're, 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 we're frail. We, we, we do dumb shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to just go back to your point about it's not even about the tools, that's actually something that's really important to us in our program is it's only module seven, module eight, where we start talking about tools because on the one hand, if you start talking about the tech straight away, you overwhelm people and they think, well, I, I don't know any of it. They just run away. All right, I'm done, yeah. tech, bye. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but even worse than that is people start optimizing and automating what's wrong in their business rather than taking a step back and saying, okay, what's the ideal customer journey? Now let me build that rather than simply um, optimizing what they're doing right now, which is, which is, which, which could have flaws and, and unnecessary steps and everything in it. And it is just step back and look at, okay, what are the key milestones that every customer has to go through? And then what are the contingencies you need to allow for because people don't do what you ask them to do and, and, and it out. Yeah. You talked and, and about, although, um, go on Pete. And although, although it's whole business automation, it's not whole business all at the same time. So Peter there talked about this, the, what we call the straight line customer journey and then also the contingencies. But you don't have to automate and sort out all of the, conting- you know, all of the contingencies and all of the diversions right at the, at the at stage one. It's like, just, just, get, just get as much automation as you can in that straight line customer journey, you know, the ideal. You know, if, if a customer, new customer came into the business and didn't do any, didn't make any diversions. They did absolutely everything that you wanted them to do. They, they, 
they responded to every email, they entered every form on every web page and they ended up buying. Just get that sorted out. Once that's running, then you can say, well, what happens if they don't read that first email? Well, you need to send them a second email. So then you can put that in place. So it, it's, it's whole business, but it's not everything all at the same time, business automation. Yeah. I had a question because uh, you talked about that 10 to $15 million um, uh, company. And I'm, I'm interested to know like what, what the impact of kind of doing this correctly has. So with that company, for example, was it, um, did, did it improve their top line, bottom line? What happened? Well, it goes so with... <laughs> With most of the clients that we do work with, so for instance, actually, if, if I take a project we're working on at the moment, they are, it's quite interesting, they're a marketing company for a law firm. And they have to process intake forms because they, they do the front end and then pass the leads if they qualify on to the marketing company. And without the automation that we've put in place, for them, it's every time they have a new lawsuit, because it's a bit like class action lawsuits, every time they have a new lawsuit that they didn't do the marketing for and then have to do this process of vetting and then passing over the leads, it's like a six weeks process for two people to get a grip on this is where they are, these are the right people, we can pass them on to the lawyer. And it's extremely labor intensive for them. It's like two people working full time just on that. Whereas what we've now put in place is the moment someone completes their questionnaire and qualifies, it goes straight to the lawyer. There's, there's no no humans involved anymore. So you've, you've got the option because we don't focus on the automation from the perspective of, well, it's so that you can get rid of your people or anything like that. But these two guys who are doing this, who used to do this manual work, they are now freed up to go and do the job they were actually hired for because they were never hired for moving data around. It's just they have some technical skills so they end up doing it. So for them, the impact on their bottom line is immediate because these guys can now actually go and (laughs) and do the job that they've been hired for. Yeah, and and uh, it's interesting because like probably I, I doubt those two two guys girls who were doing those roles as well were terribly motivated from like having this grind like grunt work no. that they're constantly like being fed like a conveyor belt of stuff yeah. that they can never switch off. Yeah, and actually probably that that then impacts on their passion for doing their job and things like that. I see yeah. a lot of a lot of small business owners who are incredibly they they're deeply bright people, hugely passionate about doing what they do. They get great results when they're working for their clients, but the bit of business which really gets them down is just the daily grind of actually running a business. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and Peter actually there um, started to touch on um, the reason, ultimately the reason why we do what, what we do. And, and it, um, it, uh, are you familiar with, with Simon Sinek? And yes. His, yeah. 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 Um, his why. You know, pe- people buy buy your why, not your not your how. And ultimately, uh, the lazy entrepreneurs. We believe that the world would be a better place if every human was always able to deliver their highest value, both work on and deliver their highest value. Uh, and that kind of underpins everything that we're about. Um, because everybody wins then. Pe- people are motivated, people are happy, uh, clients are getting great service, the business is doing better because, um, you know, b- because, of all, b- because of all of the above, you know, because they've got happy customers and they've got happy, happy employees. Um, so the world would be a better place, we believe, if every human was always able to work on and deliver their highest value. 
that's it and those altruistic kind of um values are great but at the end of the day a lot of business owners will also be thinking well listen what's in it for me so i I need if you can if you've got any kind of tangible examples of where you know the the automations that you've created have um, meant that people have got more capacity to deliver more work that their their, their income turnovers increased have you got any examples that you can kind of give us just to get the listeners fired up yeah, so um, I did quite a big project um, for a company up in Scotland, and they were able to. So they 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 are service and installation, is what is what they do, um, and they were able to, over the course of three months of putting the system in place and then obviously tracking it over the twelve month period, but they were able to double their revenue without taking on an additional member of staff. Wow. Now that that's quite something. Yeah. That's what that's the sort of result people want to hear about. Yeah, and and we can put it in your show notes or or a comment or below, but we've actually got um a cost calculator where you can go in and you can say okay, well we've got so many tasks a day, it takes this long and this is the rate that we're paying the person doing it and it'll tell you how much you're spending every year getting that little Already. task done. So, so I mean, if, if I were to look at hours, um, you, it's quite easy. So simple calculation, just top of my head, is if you've got 10 two-minute tasks that's being done 10 times a day, you've got, um, depending on the number of staff you've got, you end up very quickly spending, if you're paying minimum wage, you're spending over £6,000 a year just having that one two-minute task performed throughout the year in your business. And then yep. you think, okay, well, that's six grand, but I can spend a third of that on the tools that will automate it, and then I get the benefit of that six grand saving year after year. And that's just looking at one task. You can go and identify 15 or 20 across your business and say, well, actually, let's free up this person. I get, I get to buy back their entire salary to go and do something more useful for my customers and for the business. A higher value. Well, I've, I've got a really, um, I mean, this, this is slightly not on the, the tech side of things, but this is like a real life example. So I'm, I'm married to a lawyer. Like they're the worst, by the way, lawyers. But, uh, <laughs> apart from your wife. Uh, apart from my wife. Uh, so, but she was, I remember we were having a conversation sort of shortly after we, um, we first met and she's, she's, as we've known each other, she's kind of progressed up to partner level now in quite a lot, one of the largest law firms in the UK. And she was saying that like one of the things that really gets her down is so she's got a team of 12 people and, and it's exactly like you said, She's like people coming up to like throughout the day saying, have you just got two minutes? Okay. And we know it's never just two minutes. Okay. Now part level, their, their fees are like two fifty three hundred pounds an hour. Yeah. There's three partners in her team or there were when we had this conversation. So I was like, so how often does this happen? She said, well, at least 10 times a day. Wow. So I was like, okay, so at the very least that's 10 yeah. times two, 20 minutes per partner, three yeah. partners, that's an hour, an hour times by 300 pounds. And stri- like you, you measure that out over 200 working days and you're up to like 80, 90,000 pounds worth yeah. of part time. Yeah. Like yeah. billable, and, and lawyers are all about billable hours, yeah. billable hours, yeah. and, billable hours. And, and, and the, the reason we call it a cancer of, of the two-minute tasks and interruptions, Robin, is that it's invisible. You, you can't yeah. see it. But the reality is, is that when you, when you step back, you know, turn on the bright lights and look at it, you very quickly come up with sometimes very big numbers that is, that are, is already literally physically being spent doing this shit. And we just want to, we just want to get rid of it. 
we want to i did a i did a program uh, a pilot program actually for another law firm not my wife's uh, local one and um we we were talking about um it was it was kind of well-being and i was i was brought in to kind of un- help them understand like why they weren't being as productive as the other 11 teams in the business and uh, a few things like that so we looked at goal setting and and whatnot and um what transpired was that, that they had all of the hr had put all of the the tools in place to be able to support their their staff so things like telephone counseling services and stuff like that but it transpired that they were really reluctant to allow their team members especially fee earners to use those services during they were expected to use those services outside of working hours because it would eat into the time that they could have been delivering fee paying work and you're like how that and when you talk about cancer like mental health in the workplace and things like that you know is is like you know it second to physical illnesses like mental mental wellness is like a, i think in a really dire place at the moment and i think if we can free up some time somewhere to give people access to you know to take time out of their business to be able to go and access some of these more holistic services as well think how much more productive the world the business world would be generally and how Amen. how much happier small business owners would would be so i think that what you're doing is um you know we might talk about technical this and systems that and software and blah 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 but actually i think the ramifications of it the, the knock-on impact of it actually goes much 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 deeper mm. preach no. it brother preach it <laughs> <laughs> there we go i'm preaching but the thing is like you know business like one of my one of my core values is about having fun and you can't have fun yeah. if you're sitting there like no. transferring like data from one software yeah. to the yeah. other that's not fun in my opinion yeah, that's not fun like, for anyone having fun is going out and getting results for clients in the shortest quickest amount of time that you possibly can and then being able to go and play on a fucking jet ski for the rest of the afternoon that's what like business should be about absolutely absolutely and and being paid and rewarded commensurately with the value that you can provide that's it absolutely Um, listen i've 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 just had a a low battery warning on my on my mobile i don't know how close we are to that's okay we we are i don't want to stop the party I uh, no, that's okay. We are we're we're kind of coming to the end anyway, Peter. So um so it's good timing. Your battery obviously has some kind of like ESP connected with my internal kind of clock here. So <laughs> um so I a couple of things. So um I just want to ask you, um uh maybe I don't know who 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 would uh, who would prefer to answer this question, but um we we have this thing at Fearless Business, it's called it's it's my time machine that I invented. So I'm gonna put both of you into that time machine and take you back ten years ago. Is there anything that you would have done differently back then? What advice would you give to Peter and Pete like ten years ago? We'll start with start with Peter. What a f- it's it, it's all a great question. Well on the one hand, yes, and on the other hand, no. Because the way that I always look at that question is I'm happy with where I am now and it's the shit I got up to 10 years ago that got me here. Yeah. So, so there's an element of, well, actually, no, I don't want to change any of that. Um, so, some of it was awful and I wouldn't want to repeat it, but I know it's what got me to here. So, so it's good in that sense, but to give you a use, a more useful answer to your question is I suppose I couldn't have done this 10 years ago because most of the stuff didn't exist then but I, th- I think it is it would be to have a real commitment to myself to on a daily basis look at the business and say is this actually the business I want 
because nice. we, because because I have on more than one occasion ended up with a business that sort of materialized around me that ended up being not the business I want, not the day to day life I want to lead, but it's the thing you end up with. And, and so on a vote on a, on more regular than you think is necessary question whether you are still building the business you actually want. Well, it's a, a great guy, Andrew Priestley. Um, uh, he's, he's one of my mentors. And a thing that he says regularly whenever I see him speak is, have, you might have a great idea for a business, but have you, have you got a great business for the idea? Which I think is, is quite profound. Uh, yeah. Pete, you were kind of laughing. I think there was, a, there was something uh, no, big about I, to explode I, then. Out no, of you. I, <laughs> the only thing I can think of is marrying my wife sooner. Uh, so oh, that's, for, that's quite sweet. Yeah. For, from a, from a business context. Um, and one of the things I love about working with, with Pete, you know, we don't, we don't always agree. Um, but, but more often than not, we're of, we're of a like mind and, and, and certainly, um, it, it's, it's that, that constant, you know, it's because Peter has got to that point of asking that question that we very quickly realized um, this year that we were building a business which we didn't which we didn't want, which has ultimately led us to to, to where we are. So I, I concur absolutely with, um, with, with with what Peter was saying. Awesome. So um, right, we are we are going to wrap up now. So um, you you mentioned you had the cost calculator. So uh, is that on the lazyentrepreneurs.org website? It is. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And and what um we we discussed beforehand. What 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 have you got for our listeners? Well, I think that the uh, the the most um, direct direct uh, thing that could have the most impact for for people. It does involve a little bit of tech. So any sort of tech averse people, perhaps um, you know, go and need need to um, chat with someone else. Is that we actually documented? So we mentioned right at the very beginning, and it's a very nice kind of um, close in the circle. We mentioned at the beginning that we automated 72% of the processes in our projects and implementation business, and we actually we've documented all of those things that we automated, and we've also got step by step how tos of all of the zaps that we used to automate those processes, and, and we're happy to make those. Um, we sell those for, for 27 quid, but we're, we're happy to make those available to your listeners for no cost. You just got to go to lazyentrepreneurs.org forward slash fearless and uh, they, can, uh, they can get access to those, to those videos. And, and any questions, you just email be more lazy at thelazyentrepreneurs.org and, and we're here to help. Cool. And those, and then, those, those videos are a good example of it's, it's what I call um, showing you the moon because I wouldn't necessarily expect the majority of people who go and get it to watch it and then do it but it'll give you a really good idea of the kinds of things that are possible and 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 i think that's a big hurdle for people a lot of the time it's not that they don't want this they just don't know it's possible they don't know yeah. it's available they, they they don't know what can be done and therefore they keep doing the grind day in and day out and i actually think to kind of summarize summarize kind of what we've discussed as well if anybody's kind of like thinking that oh this sounds great i'm not sure like what I should do or, you know, like Zapier is like a savior to so many business owners like that come through our program and definitely yeah. through yours. Um, and the thing about it is like the first Zap you set up might take you a day like to, to get into the nitty gritty yeah. of it and, and actually it make it work. But the second zap you set up will take you two minutes. 
because yeah. you'll then understand like the principles of it. Yeah. So it's worthwhile investing like that bit of time to watch those videos on the lazyentrepreneurs.org forward slash fearless. Yeah. And yeah. Um, just spend a bit of time, just play it, like try this stuff out and see how you get on. And there yeah. are experts around. Like the, I'm sure you guys, if it was like, oh, I nearly did it, but I wasn't quite right. I'm sure if you were to jump on a call with that person, show them a bit of value and then talk to them about the, the pro. Tell me about the accelerator. I haven't asked you about the accelerator program. Yeah, well, well I'll just say... Um, uh, just for the sake of transparency, that when people do go to Fearless and they get access to videos, we will follow up with um, with them. Um, we'll, we'll mention about the two the two free modules in our whole business automation uh, program, um, and uh, yeah, there's there's no. There's no cost. There's no barrier. Um, you've, you, you, you'll, have been, you'll have seen the moon with the with the, the 72% videos. Um, you know, just jump into the program. You, you've got access to the group coaching calls as well for the, while you're going through the first two modules. Um, we just want we just want to. Um, you know, the, the the best way of of showing you can help someone is to actually help them. Um, so that, that, that's the best thing is just. You know, see the moon with the 72% videos, um, sign up for the, the two modules for, for free. Um, and, uh, you know, for a lot of people, I'm sure that'll be enough, but for, for some people that really are, are really serious about designing their business and, and, um, you know, freeing up their time and, um, making more money, um, then the, 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 the whole, the whole, the whole of the whole business automation program will probably be right up their street. And it's a, it's a, you know, bearing in mind the kind of costs that we've talked about already that the business owners are already spending on these two minute tasks. Um, it's, it's not a, it's not a cost. It's, it's a, it's an investment, which you will get back year after year after year, because you're no longer um, spending for these tasks to be done by, by humans. Absolutely. Awesome. Peter, Pete, I can't thank you enough. I think you delivered tremendous value on today's episode. Um, it's been a real pleasure just kind of shooting the breeze, talking about business. It takes me back to like 20 years ago when I was doing that, that, <laughs> that systems analyst job. It was amazing. Happy days. Thank you ever so much, both of you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Robin. Yeah, thank you.